Jesus came on a chariot with forty people scattered abroad and displayed to many people that all provinces of the earth were lawful to seek him more than every other people, and they were not seeking him at all. They were not seeking him as prophets, but power.
their enemies. And then the reason why they don't believe in order to see what Amorites worship Baal. It will work upward day after day, all the time, when they get pressured and why aren't you playing ball? He had told them he wasn't weak. They, they want to see, okay, I'm going to tell anyone. That's the stipulation of Scripture. And we'll see what it is. And that is exactly what takes place by the time you get down to verse 6. We see the same way again. The first thing is, they let them know, hey, by the way, you know Mordecai won't bow down and put down a person to worship your name. What do you mean? And then we see the response of Amos. Still the same. But then he disdained, that is, he sought the Rohan to lay hands on Mordecai and Esther. This is a bigger fight than just the Jews and the Well, what do you mean? Notice the next step. So, as they had made known to him, that is, the earlier comment was in this. So as they made known to him the people of the land, he wanted to see what God had done. They just wanted to destroy all all the people of Mordecai, dropping them down to the ground. And Haman's response is not just to the death punishment of Mordecai, but to the individual so also you see here with Haman, he goes well beyond the bounds of rationality, and he wants to completely destroy the entire population of the Jews in the Persian Empire. The, the Jews within the Persian Empire just to give you an idea of it. Remember, we looked at it at the beginning of the book, they carried a total of 75 people in the Persian Empire. Remember, if you look over in the 
just briefly, this is not something that the Bible says in general. You should raise your tithe and offering, but everybody will. Well, why don't you just go do it? Well, I don't have that type of authority. Oh, you're going to have to speak to me. Yes, and it has to be careful. Why? Well, verse 11 of chapter 4. All the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces know what the answer is. That if any man or woman goes to the king inside the inner court without the king's call, very clearly what that was. To be looked at. Except the one to whom the king holds out the golden scepter, so that he may live. And this is, of course, the way that Esther is speaking into the reality of the story. So, but as she makes claim, everyone in the realm knows. You don't just go into the Oval Office and just say, hey, this guy's going to get that. you got to get rid of him. That is just not the way that diplomacy works in the Roman Empire. So any of us figure out, how do I go around getting rid of the king? Notice verse 7, 8, the plot begins to thicken. Verse 7, in the first month, which is the month of Nisan, in the twelfth year of King Ahasuerus, his reign of twelve years now uh, and then the plan of moving forward for Haman, they cast her, that is, they cast her. Uh, the servants and his colleagues, they're casting lots before Haman. And the repeat of the phrase day by day is indicating it was a process. Right? So you saw the day by day language in verse 4 of the constant bickering going on between uh, between uh, Mordecai and, and his fellows. And now it's day by day yet again, they cast him off. They cast him month after month, and this is what showed up, the 12th month, which is the month of Haman. So what you're seeing here in this passage, the plot begins to thicken, and Haman is casting lots. And what you know of lots as they're expressed throughout the canon of Scripture, essentially they're themes that are thrown in divination, fate, or destiny. Depending on how you're viewing them, right? It's an agency, it's lots. You can think of it, maybe it's just kind of over and over, and maybe the viewers will say, oh, I think lots are. You might lean towards like fire and ice. Maybe maybe this is the idea or the concept that you could think about how you know how to roll the dice, and you're going to go, Hope it's something to turn up that's valuable. You're hoping some sort of way forward through the dice. Um, that is the idea with lots as Haman is casting them here. His fellows are casting them month after month in the month of Adar shows up. And so again, they're casting these lots for divination help. They want some sort of destiny help into this plan as they go forward to keep King Ahasuerus starting to lose. They want the king to turn up the way forward. For Haman, he's casting them in order to bring the best timing for securing the annihilation of the entire people. Again, 127 copies of Jews across the land. He wants the king annihilated. He uh, needs to utilize the divination, but to know Haman at the level that the giant king is. So he is not casting lots to determine the will of God. He is casting lots for divination simply in a sense of a modern-day horoscope. You're hoping, maybe you would say something, and I know I use the line in Jackson, so I probably got it wrong on this one. Um, but but, but it, it, he wants the stars to align. And, and, and that's kind of colloquialism of like, oh man, the stars are going to align. This, this horoscope destiny kind of colloquialism that kicks off the plan. Again, I don't think it's a possible thing to say, oh, the stars all align. Yeah, oh, whatever. Or, or you say, good luck. Again, I don't think it's a problem. The point is, is understanding that they are getting divination. 
not believe in God is really primarily the Lord. It's just me relying upon all my uh, logic. One author makes a comment about the, the church and the abuse uh, of, of Iraq. He says this, quote, Many human events would seem to occur by faith and chance. In reality, No more than a search for divine guidance and contingent information. That would be the response to Proverbs 1633, the task of the lot and the last, but the decision and the outcome rests with the God and faith of the Lord. So I mention to you here in the text of verse 7, we see the agency on the one hand of Amos and his wicked plot to kill the Jews on the 13th day of the 12th month. But we also see Luke actually escaping to read the excerpt of the punishment that will accept Amos' gospel that will be given to him. And it will be executed on the 13th day of the 12th month. The readers will not recognize
one of the men who have accompanied us during all the time, before you step in and out in a moment, the same thing is absolutely God is going to say when he's taken up from us. One of these men must become with us a witness to the resurrection. You know this man from Matthew 1. And they put forward to Joseph called Barsabbas, uh, who was also called Justice and Matthias. And they prayed and said, You, Lord, know the hearts of all. Show which one of these two you have chosen. So again, by divine providence, you know all. We're only here with these two candidates because you, Lord, placed them here. You know all hearts. This is an act of providence. So how do they go forward? Verse 25. To take the place in this ministry and apostolic and apostleship from which Judas turned aside to go to his own place. Verse 26. Thank you. 
not be anxious about your life. Now, you can pair that again, if I must, with Amos. And so you see the contrast between a godlessness and a Christian. Amos over there is loving those who are taught day after day and month after month. Because if you make the left foot in error, But in the Christian fold, you don't say to them and all the people who are having success in the fold, you say to the Therefore, I tell you, Christian, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Gather into bars, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than that? And which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of them. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What do we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? Pathway forward. Here it is, verse 33. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for today's
Father, we thank you for the, the text of Holy Scripture. We thank you how it is a blessing to us. Thank you for just lighting us up and just our fellowship with you. How it is, God, how blessed it is to have a family of children. But we don't know what to do, how to do 